He's hit this one, Miles. Great shot. Oh, it's a biggie. Straight over the top. The little man has hit the big fella for six. He's off his size. And he's smashed him down the ground. What a player. What a wonderful player. The Cricket Nuts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the Cricket Nuts. The Nuts are here in full strength. There's Uday, Jay and myself, Bishan. On uh, today's episode, we'll be talking about something which is part of every second of every game. It's not the batting, it's not the bowling, it's not any action that happens on the field, but the commentary. Uh, I suppose it's also ideal that this podcast does start with one of Tony Gregg's uh, classic clips setting the background nicely for this show. So, as usual, if you've heard our last episode, we will break the podcast into a few segments so that the conversation is more easily digestible. The first segment we're going to talk about here is on what we think good commentary entails. So, we'll do a couple of rounds of telling you what our pet peeves are about bad commentary and then we'll tell you what we think good commentary looks like or our specific likes and dislikes. So, I'll hand it over to Jay here to maybe first tell us what one of Jay's pet peeves is. All cricket fans would agree that uh, the game is not the same without good commentary. When I say good commentary, it's, it's, it's all about describing the game as it happens. As every ball meets the bat, and what happens exactly at that point in time. But more than the obvious, that would be stating the obvious, right? When a batsman plays a ball to the boundary, hits the ball to the boundary, it's, it's, it's four runs. And a commentator who uh, goes into a fit of exultation saying that it's a boundary, it's a boundary. More than that, I think the insights that uh, we get out of the commentator is what matters the most. So as far as uh, I'm concerned, most cricket fans, real cricket fans would agree that uh, when it comes to good commentary, it's all about the insights. It's all about giving the audience, giving the, the, the listener something that, uh, that's more than what meets the eye. So that's as far as I'm concerned, that's how a commentary should be. There should be backstories about a player. There should be a lot of other things about uh, the game and what surrounds the game. Everything is absolutely fine, but uh, the commentary has to be insightful. It needs uh, 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 an element of boldness, uh, about what is being spoken about, calling a spade a spade if need be. So a commentary needs to be uh, uh, in a manner that the listener is riveted to it. So Jay doesn't like commentary that's not authentic, commentary that states the obvious. Uday, what are your pet peeves? Uh, commentary, I think, uh, adds a lot to the drama of a game, to, to the experience of watching the game. So. Uh, commentators who you know uh, tell us a story or you know engage the viewers with uh, with some good insights like Jay said uh, always add more value to the viewing experience. So I also enjoy along with I know we I know we tend to keep on going uh, to keep going on about insights when it comes to how commentators uh, would describe a game. We wouldn't obviously want them to just describe the action on the field. Uh, unlike in radio commentary where there's a lot more emphasis on on what's happening on the field here we, here it's a visual medium so we're looking at tv commentary we're looking at a commentator just uh, telling us more than than just stating the obvious so doing uh, you know doing commentary i i believe is uh, not just about uh, stating the obvious but also having a touch of humor 
having balanced views. I, for example, I, I off late started enjoying Graham Swan's commentary. He he does. I mean, he of course gives decent enough insights, but also with with some really good humor. So it makes the viewer really engaged, and and I, and I enjoy that with with balanced views. Not not really being overly critical or being overly a fanboy of, of, of anybody. I think that, that, that to me, um, striking that right balance and, and keeping the viewer engaged at all times is what I really enjoy about a good commentator. Vishen. For me, I think one of the things I don't like about commentary is when the commentator fears silence, when he feels the need to keep talking. So a lot of the time, the viewer is an educated cricket viewer a lot of the time, who understands the game enough for every moment of the action not to be described. That makes sense when on radio, but when the viewers can watch what's going on, I think the commentator needs to be uh, not afraid of silence and not talk too much. So that's one of my pet peeves which uh, bothers me uh, quite a bit when commentators keep talking for the sake of talking. And um, maybe, maybe now what we can do is talk about what what we like, I think Uday has already touched upon what he likes by uh, telling us that he likes commentators who like a bit of humor. Maybe you can in this round tell us what you don't like as well a little bit. Maybe I can start by uh, touching on what I do like. I like commentators who prepare uh, and who prepare for their shows. Now it seems like a fairly obvious thing to say but in today's day there are far too many commentators whose content has become fairly stale and uh, in my view, someone like say Ravi Shastri or Sunil Gavaskar, while they're of course uh, excellent commentators in terms of bringing color, Sunil Gavaskar's technical analysis is fantastic. In my view, there isn't enough uh, creativity, there isn't enough novelty they bring because if you've heard them for a few years, they're going to more or less keep saying the same thing and that's of course a personal opinion but that's how I view view their commentary so I would want to listen to people who come prepared and maybe an unpopular opinion but someone like say Navjot Singh Sidhu who people think talks too much maybe doesn't talk enough about the game the fact is when you listen to him you always learn something new even if it's two new shairies <laughs> the fact is he's prepared and come to give you something new similar with Sanjay Manjarekar we may sometimes think he's a bit crass, sometimes a bit unsophisticated. His egos come in the way that's spat with Harsha Bokli, of course, very unpleasant. But the fact is, he's come prepared with new opinions. He's come with a point of view that's different. You may or may not agree with it. And I know saying nice things about uh, uh, Sanjay Manjarekar is not fashionable today. But I genuinely feel that he has, he comes prepared for a lot of the shows. So Jay, you've told us what you don't like. You don't like people who are not authentic. You don't like people who state the obvious. Tell us now, what is it that you like about commentary? A good, a good aspect of commentary. In my view, uh, like I said earlier, the commentary should have balance. It needs to be impartial, impersonal. So as the game progresses in its in its own way, there will be a lot of opportunities for uh, commentators to come up with stories, come up with whatever is happening on the ground. But it needs to have uh, a lot of balance. So we have uh, commentators like Ian Botham, for instance. I've, I've heard a few uh, sessions of Ian Botham in the commentators' box. I have not, I've just not liked it simply because of the fact that I've not heard Botham saying anything good about a batsman or a bowler from any other country who England is playing. So it's all about you. It's all right to be a partisan as a cricket fan. I mean, you you you, you, 
you can follow your team and you know all the other teams that play your team needn't be appreciated as a cricket fan that because that's because that's 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 what your passion is all about but as a commentator it, he needs to bring in that balance along with the insights and everything else thanks jay so you clearly like a balanced commentator Uday, you told us last time already what you actually like about commentary and what a good commentator looks like. Tell us now what you don't like. Yeah, uh, as uh, more of the same in the, in the sense that I usually uh, do do not listen to commentators who are very dry in their views. Who uh, to to just follow on from a point that you 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 mentioned earlier, Bishan, where silence is important. I think a, a, a good commentator is also a good listener and. Um, if he can engage in banter with his co-commentator that makes it a very interesting experience for the listener and there are some commentators who you know tend to go on and on about their point of view and don't really try to uh, know understand what their co-commentator is talking about so those kind of things uh, really put me off a lack of listening and just standing to stick to one's own views the other thing about uh, commentators that I probably don't enjoy is uh, a lack of empathy where he's just too much in a hurry to criticize uh, a, a particular player and doesn't really uh, you know look at the reasons as to why a player might be underperforming or why a player may not be performing at his best so any any such uh, lack of empathy also gets to me at times i'm uh, sorry jay had some issue yeah i i love the silence i like that point because i love the silence in between i i don't mind the silence right when the when there's a good shot being played or when there's a good ball and out swinger that that swung late there should be silence and uh, probably for a couple of fleeting seconds it doesn't really hurt simply because of the fact that uh, the the fan take gets that kind of a little bit of a, a room to take that in a commentator doesn't necessarily need to tell uh, the the viewer or the listener uh, how that you know the ball moved it's there for everybody to see so i don't mind the silence and, and i like that bit of silence in between that probably rounds up what we think of as good commentary and bad commentary let's move to the next segment where we now try to discuss some of our favorites people who encapsulate these qualities what we just discussed now maybe to set the context for uh, the listeners there could be a few different kinds of commentators there could be commentators who could be categorized as uh, analytical um, or more serious someone like ian chapel or ian bishop there could be commentators who are considered more color commentators who like possibly mark nicholas or harsha bogle you could have people who are more funny sarcastic right possibly people like uh, danny morrison jeff boycott david lloyd In in that category, you could have technical commentators, someone like Gavaskar or Akram, who talk about fast bowling, batting, right? These are a few different kind of commentators, passionate commentators like Boycott maybe, or uh, Mike Hazman or Tony Gregg, who really come with passion and that's their uh, uh, selling point. So th- th- these are the few different kinds of commentators. I've thrown some names out as well. Now maybe we can go one by one to discuss who are the individuals who encapsulate the qualities we discussed in the last segment. Jay, if you want to go first. Sure. Uh, I think uh, one commentator who comes to my mind that it, who captures all what you just said, Bishan, is Bill Lawrie of Australia. Uh, apart from being a great, uh, great cricketer and a legend of the game, Bill Lawrie brings in something that very few commentators bring to the table as far as cricketing commentary is concerned. Bill Lawrie brings in passion. Bill Lawrie brings in insights. Bill Lawrie also talks about uh, how a player. Uh, has reacted to a certain situation 
yeah, as as an individual. So Bill Laurie for me is is probably the best of the lot, and uh, a lot of guys come close, but uh, Bill Laurie head and shoulders above. Got him, he says. Absolutely. <laughs> Bill Laurie says got him, and going, going, gone, and you know Bill Laurie has 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 a, a, a whole host of of such expressions that that really ca- captures the imagination of a lot of people. I think and one of Bill Laurie's things was how he said good morning to the world, also wasn't absolutely, it? Right around the world. Yeah, good morning to all the viewers right around the world. And you know, uh, I, I think I think we all remember waking up at 3:30 and 4:30 in the morning and listening to Bill Laurie. Yeah. There was no better feeling than that. Jay's an old man. He's heard much more of Bill Laurie than I have. Pudhai, <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite? Yeah, speaking about old, I'd like to go back to the Doordarshan days when I first started watching the game and. Uh, there was a commentator an indian commentator then named dr narottam puri who was uh, you know we had a very soothing and nice voice and a very nice approach he was very to, good yeah, he was very he was, he was very nice. absolutely he was first, really yeah he was my first introduction when i started watching the reliance world cup he was one of the main commentators in doordarshan a, a wonderful approach to the game very very calm pleasant man who's uh, commentary I really enjoyed and I'm uh, moving on from that I've definitely liked uh, uh, commentators with a sense of humor like David Lloyd or, or uh, Jeff Boycott but also commentators who indulge in um, good technical observations like Michael Atherton for instance or Simon Dool right now whose uh, whose views carry a lot of lot of weight I mean they they really observe the game game they have a keen eye for detail and they and they're able to have very balanced and an extremely interesting views which as a viewer i just uh, i i enjoy a lot so these are some of my favorite commentators who i've seen over the years we also had we also had our own uh, kishore bimani uh, so he he was really good as well in his own way coming to my favorites now i think growing up I wouldn't call him a favorite commentator today but growing up Jeffrey Boycott was definitely a favorite commentator I think partly because he found a lot of screen time especially in India possibly and he was a kind of guy who's I suppose simply the voice and that's an advantage that some people have their voice and accent itself is interesting to hear and I suppose that applies to people like Michael Holding maybe David Lloyd even Richie Beno the voice and accent and the diction the way they speak etc apart from what they say itself has an impact on you so and uh, boycott of course always had uh, funny sarcastic remarks i remember him saying the best way to play um, glen mcgrath to take a single and watch from the non strikers end <laughs> so things like that i mean little things uh, jeffrey boycott growing up definitely but today if i had to pick someone that i like i think i would pick and i don't know if this is a popular call is nasser hussain the reason i pick nasser hussain though is because i think a commentator has two roles in his position one is to call the game to call what you are seeing and two is as someone who's a former player and an expert to give insights and put yourself in the player's shoes and to toe the line between the two i think very often uh, commentators who are former players find it difficult and while i said uh, good things about sanjeev manjrekar previously i think this is probably where he falls short where he is unable to communicate that uh, toe the line closely and make those comments without sounding partisan without sounding blunt without sounding egotistic and i think someone like nasser hussain and even me mike atherton uh, does that uh, brilliantly 
another another former cricketer who jay jay i know enjoys a lot is ian bishop who's uh, famous remember the name uh, ramak became the talk of the town during the last world cup i think he's also an excellent who, who observer who did he say that about the brathwaite carlos brathwaite yeah. carlos brathwaite remember the name yeah. that was such yeah. an exaltation so yeah. it was so amazing and ian bishop brings much much more to the table than that yeah. ian bishop is one of the best analysts of the game yeah So uh, I love you, Andish. Correct. I think that rounds it out nicely to bring us to the next segment because you will see all the people we spoke about so far, maybe with the exception of Arsha Bogle, are all former cricketers. So that brings us to the next segment of who we think should be a commentator. Should there be a restriction on commentators being former players? How do we evaluate non-cricketers? How do we bring them into the fold? Is that necessary at all? And uh, Uh, so to to discuss that maybe to set the context we don't see a whole lot of uh, non cricketers who are commentators the reason for that probably being uh, credibility because the public doesn't view non cricketers to be credible and a related point from credibility probably being that non cricketers don't give you enough trps and this is after all a money game so that's probably where it's coming from but uh, let's let's hear all of our views on where we stand on this thing if things need to change or not Jay? Yeah. Well, as far as I am concerned, uh, it it should be ex cricketers who should be doing cricket commentary largely, right? There, there could be someone like uh, uh, like like a Harsha Bogle, who I personally feel uh, brings in a bit of mishmash into the commentators box. He he brings in a rehash basically. He he picks up from uh, you know all the other commentators around the world and from other countries, and uh, uh, he he puts it all together in a manner that. you know probably he does his prep i'm sure he does his prep but i i personally feel uh, uh, he, he's not my kind of commentator and uh, i i would surely value uh, the views of someone who has played the game and who gives you insights on the game on that situation and even on a player and what the player could be thinking at that point in time so for me i i would i would surely go with an ex ex player in the, so then, in the box so then what do you think i Um, might slightly disagree with Jay in that I think there should be a, a good balance of both, a good mix of both. Because while a former cricketer, as Jay rightly pointed out, might have you know more insights into what goes on in a player's mind and and how and he might understand his experiences more, I think a person from the outside uh, can can bring views that probably a, a former cricketer might be close to. So um, I, um, I I'd like to look at. Harsha Bogle's example itself. I think the one thing that I really enjoy about Harsha, while he may not be someone who makes any revolutionary points about the game, he's he's an excellent listener. asks asks amazing questions to his co-commentators, and brings in that attitude of empathy where, um, to to the cricketers he's observing. It's something I really enjoy. Another cricketer, another another non-cricketer who's uh, who's who's shown a lot of talent is Jatin Sapro. I think he's I think he's got quite a bit of talent. He's he's underrated. uh gautam bimani for that matter is another person who's 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 definitely definitely gautam yeah, bimani is bimani, really good yeah. so uh, there are people there, there are such in, uh, on on radio many years ago uh, hindi commentary there used to be a guy named sushil doshi who was who was again a non a non cricketer who who revolutionized uh, hindi commentary on on all india radio so uh, while while i agree with some of what jay said i also believe that you know having a good mix of uh, non cricketers in in the commentary field uh, widens our widens our perspective and it's it makes it more interesting than just have just filling the commentary box with 
former cricketers, some of whom maybe I'll state later, I don't really enjoy listening to. Bishan, uh, what do you have to say about the matter of uh, former cricketers and non-cricketers in the commentary box? Yeah, I think uh, all three views of ours are different. Jay here wants only not only non-cricketers. You have a somewhat balanced view. No, I, I think want cricketers. Only cricketers. Okay. You have a balanced view. And I'm on the other end where I'm saying that non-cricketers should not be excluded. Because what the qualities you need to be a commentator are things like being articulate, being passionate, being spontaneous, right? understanding the game well, etc. Which are not necessarily things that a former cricketer has. The cricketer knew how to play cricket. These are not the qualities that he necessarily has. So, some of them may, of course, and we have seen so many great cricketers who's, who have become great commentators. So, some of them may have those qualities. But what's to say that a non-cricketer will not have those qualities? Because some of those qualities could well be better shown by a non-cricketer. So, I don't see it fair to exclude non-cricketers. But I, of course, understand why they cannot be part of most panels or panels in large numbers for the reasons of credibility, TRPs, etc. So, I think we need to find a way in which we can include non-cricketers into the fold. And we are already seeing commentary boxes becoming more inclusive with the inclusion of women cricketers. And they were excluded for the same reason previously, that they were thought to be less credible, therefore brought less TRPs. But now, someone like Isa Guha is actually a pretty good commentator. Lisa Salekar is Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Stalekar, a pretty good commentator. Both of them are very good. I'm a huge fan of both of these. Yeah. So, so, the commentary box is becoming more inclusive. And I think there is a case to be made to make it even more inclusive and take it a step further and include non-cricketers as well. And I don't know, the way to do that is probably not to bring them into the international arena straight up, but probably have them commentating in more low-stakes kind of games, maybe in domestic games. So, if you bring them in in low-stakes games and maybe give them a chance to make a name for themselves, then they will eventually have the credibility and TRPs when the time comes for them to be on the international stage as well. And maybe something like a Harsha Ki coach, we have we saw it happen once. Yeah. And by the time these guys were finally picked, three, four of them actually made careers uh, in commentary and in hosting, etc. They are actually fairly well-known names now. Yeah. So maybe through forums like that, they get a chance to build up their profile and they could possibly become commentators. Just thoughts out loud, but there's definitely a scope in my view to make commentary box more inclusive. Uh, the uh, I think Bishan made a fantastic point about uh, women uh, women being uh, in the game uh, or women being in the commentary box because as he rightly said uh, Isa Goha uh, or, or Lisa Saleka for the matter the way Mayanti Langar uh, pre presents a program I think these are uh, these are factors to be taken into consideration I mean looking looking at the women's game also growing you, you need you need a good mix of women commentators uh, people like uh, Jatin Sapro also you know they need to be given more chances to express themselves I think there's been too much of an obsession with a player, uh, only players, you know, being uh, involved involved in commentary. And even there have been there have been statements made by some of the top uh, Indian cricketers where they say, "Oh, if you're not a if you're not a former cricketer, then you shouldn't be commenting on the game." And some many of these comments have been addressed addressed to people like Harsha Bhogle. Sometimes very unfairly so. I think this this mindset needs to change. And I think Bishan makes a great point. I think there is merit in what you said. While there is merit in what you said, there is also merit in what the cricketers feel about non-cricketers airing their views on their game and their technical flaws and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think it should, it should, it should be uh, left to the, the former cricketers to bring in the technicalities uh, to, to the audiences. Yeah, so, possibly, you, yeah. you probably have, let's say, an Alan Wilkins, for instance, who has played first-class cricket as far mm -hmm. as uh, I yeah. know. Yeah, yes. And we also have Mark Nicholas, who hasn't had a 
long international career yeah. or whatever. I mean, he was Hampshire captain for yeah. the longest yeah. time. Yeah. And I think he brings in a tremendous lot to, right. to, to, to cricket commentary, especially in the last uh, 10 years or so. He is now an inseparable, uh, you know, uh, part of uh, the whole activity of, of commentating on cricket. You know, Jay, when, when, my, when my father started watching cricket uh, during the BBC days, uh, rather listening to cricket, there was this person named Brian Johnston. Who's regarded as one of the legends of cricket? Yes. Again, yes. A, again, a non-cricketer. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, an example of a person who made it big in commentary. With this a, typically happens in football. You know, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, if you look at the look at the commentators that you do get to hear, whether it's an uh, English Premier League or the La Liga or uh, yeah. the Serie A, uh, it's it's all non-footballers doing commentary. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think it, it it works well for some games yeah. where the technicalities are limited to. To, to what you see, yeah. uh, cricket goes. Cricket is a little more nuanced and a little right. more layered as yeah. far as the right. uh, the way it's taken in is concerned. Yeah. So I think it's uh, for me. I mean, of course, just to go back to what Bishan said, more lady commentators are great, yeah. right? Because women's cricket is 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 growing. Yeah. Is growing, and but it's, it should all be on merit and based on what they can bring to the table. Yeah. I'm not sure many football fans will like what you said, Jay, about calling cricket more nuanced, but for another day. And we can wrap this up maybe by saying Tony Kozia, one of the greatest ever commentators, a non-cricketer. Sure, Let's, sure. Very yeah, true, very definitely, true. Definitely. Bringing, bringing that to our last segment, which is Vishen, on… you're always welcome to bring in the, the uh, you know, the unsaid part <laughs> of, you know, this because you one, one tends to forget a lot of things. Like in the last show, you brought out Adil Rashid's uh, <laughs> presence in the English cricket team, yeah. which I completely missed Just, out, yeah. right? And what and how well did he do for England in the T20 yeah, World Cup? So that was amazing. Yeah. And I was, I was I was really happy that you corrected me there. <laughs> and please continue to do that because that's 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 that's, that's uh, you know, an excellent. Uh, Part of what we do, yeah, that's and I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. So let's 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 see how how many times that happens. <laughs> the last segment here is on discussing the current commentators, the current lot of commentators uh, going around today. Let's try and each of us make a panel of two or three commentators, whatever we like our panel size to be, to say who we what we think an ideal panel should look like, based on the guys that we have around today. We can even say there should be specialist commentators doing some formats. You can have a panel that's generic as you please, but to pick two or three people for your panel. You want to go first, Jay? Yeah, I would surely go in for Bill Laurie and I, I would put uh, Sanjay Majreka right there. Right? Knowing, uh, you know, I, I wow. don't want to be, uh, you know, playing on the back foot here. I, I would put Sanjay right there. Udair, what does your panel look like? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make it quick, but uh, I'll, I'll just talk about who I think among the current day uh, should be part of my dream panel. So it would be Mike Atherton, whose views I just love hearing. Very, very calm, very balanced. Uh, my, uh, uh, Simon Dool, who's, who's, who's again got this great balance. Great between, fun to listen yeah, to. Yeah, just wonderful to listen to. Listen to. Just yeah. a very entertaining person, but also very insightful. Only for his, uh, for the way he asks questions, for being such a good listener, and for and for guiding the show, uh, uh, guiding a commentary in the right direction. Isa Guha, um, as my as my uh, woman commentator, I think she's she's really good. Her and uh, Stalaker, if possible. Graham Swan for his amazing sense of humor and and the liveliness he brings uh, to a, to any commentary box. 
Mark Taylor for for again. Oh, there how large is your panel? Just 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 the last one. <laughs> Mark Taylor for being uh, you know an overall great guy and 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 a and a fantastic observer. Of the great group. fun to listen. To. Yeah, great fun to listen. If yes. you had to pick three of these twelve people, how many? Who would you have <laughs> on your panel? Be? Yes. Okay. Who would they be? Okay. Because you're talking about the current lot, I'd say uh, Arthurton. I'd make it four. Sorry, I'd just make it Arthurton, Dool, Guha, and Bishop. Okay. No, Nasiru Singh. Uh, leave him for mission. <laughs> <laughs> Nasir Sen is definitely on my panel. So what I want my panel to look like structurally, I want a passionate commentator. I definitely want a technical commentator, and I want a color commentator. Right? These are the kind of commentators I want in my box. Now, who who fits the description? So one for my. Technical commentator. Shouldn't don't say color. It's a, it's a very contentious <laughs> topic these days. It's a color. Yeah, with all the racist. Uh, <laughs> don't get way. sensitive, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need a color commentator. So, uh, so one, the color commentator, the color commentator I'm looking at is Harsha Bokli for the way in which he describes the game, and uh, that's the that's the description is being referred to as color, not what Jay is referring to. So. Harsha Bogle for me is actually a fantastic commentator uh, because he understands that he is not an ex cricketer yeah. and in today's scenario he doesn't try to be the expert, give views on technical aspects of the game. He doesn't try to give tactical analysis, etc. He offers those questions to the experts and himself brings only. brings himself to the table as a color commentator so with with his analysis with his article analysis of the situation with his uh, articulation with the way in which he describes the game as he sees it so a common man when he sees harsha bogle thinks that if he had the skills of language that's how he would see the game so harsha bogle really brings the game to a common man that's how i see it Sec- second person on mine is uh, Nasir Hussain for the reasons I said earlier in the previous segment that I think he's a fantastic commentator toes that line perfectly between calling the game and being an expert he's a wonderful technical commentator I won't repeat myself about him the third person someone we haven't discussed on the show at all but as my passionate commentator the category in- into which guys like Jeff Boycott uh, Tony Gregg uh, Mike Hazman fall for me it's Ian Smith Yes, Ian Smith is called the 2019 World Cup final the 2015 World Cup final and I don't think any of us will forget the 2019 World Cup final apart from the excitement on the pitch uh Ian Smith sitting in the commentary box uh, the way he got excited when and said uh, Guptil going for two the throws coming yeah, to the yeah. keepers and and England wins by the barest of margins <laughs> by the barest of margins that that yeah. the excitement he brought into the commentary box and then is truly he was a Kiwi He had he had commented on the 2015 final as well, a much more tame end to that match. I think where he said something on the lines of uh, Smith heaves that onto the leg side and the trophy is Australia, something like that. But he he'd already been seen a New Zealand losing a final. Yeah. He is a New Zealander, and again he was in that situation, yeah. but that didn't hamper him from bringing out a real passionate description of that final. So the three people for me are Ian Smith, Nasser Hussain, and Harsha Bogle, and I would like to mention. Danny Morrison because I think in today's day of uh, T20 commentary he really brings a lot of excitement to the commentary box I wouldn't want to watch uh, Danny Morrison in a test match and he's not my personal favorite for T20 either because that's just not the kind of commentary I like with uh, it's too over the top for me for my liking but I really think that he does what the masses want and there is a place for someone like Danny Morrison like the T20 mercenaries who go around playing in the various countries I think Danny Morrison can be a T20 commentary mercenary 
mercenary and he actually does commentary in the Bangladesh Premier League and the Pakistan Premier League you know, and the Caribbean Premier League yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, in fact, he's commentating for the Abu Dhabi T10 as well. T10 true, and true, 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 true. I think that kind of sums up, uh, Ian Smith, like Vishen rightly said, summed up what a good commentator should be all about. I think that uh, 2019 World Cup, the way he, you know, that, that moment, he summed up that moment so beautifully that... Uh, I think at that point in time, you know, you probably would have felt that nobody could have done uh, better than that. So, Ian Smith uh, for the two, two, 2019 World Cup final was amazing. So, that, that brings us largely to the end of our show. Thank you everyone for listening. As you know, this is still only our second episode. So, feel free to get in the comments and tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like us to change. And uh, boys and girls, if you guys have another list of commentators or you think we've not included somebody or we've not spoken about someone, please talk about them in the comments list because we definitely read them and we'd, we'd like to hear from them. Absolutely. We need your views. We need your comments. And at some stage, if you have something to contribute, who knows, we might uh, be able to plug you into the show at some stage or the other. And if you've liked what you heard, do like and subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.